Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reached my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is February 26th, 2022. It is currently 1.22 a.m. in the morning. You know what I'm doing. I'm up late, doing some work. I just finished fixing up some photos. I'm really happy. I think my clients will be happy. <sighs> now, I'm taking a break. I'm talking to you folks. So anyway... How is your weekend going? Mine didn't start yet, of course, because it's still 1.22 a.m. in the morning. But I know by the time you're listening to this, it's probably you're probably in kind of deep into your weekend, right? And what in the world are you doing listening to me on the weekend? Have some fun. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank you so much for listening to me. All right, I'm going to turn this music down and I will start chatting my life away to you. Or chatting about whatever's on my mind. Why don't we just say that, right? All right, so first of all, let me get some COVID numbers out of the way first before we get started on everything. We had a lot of cases today here in Hawaii. We had about 344 cases here in Hawaii reported by the Department of Health today. And what did I find out? Well, (laughs) the majority of these cases were old cases, two-month-old cases, that they just happened to process, and they put them all on today's date. Oh, I'm sorry, February 25th date. Why do they do this? Why? Why can't they put it on to the date which that test was taken, which was a few months ago? The reason is that they just want people to panic more. And on top of that, they want to come out and still say that we need indoor masks. Do you know out of all the states... All of the states in America, Hawaii is the only state that still mandates wearing a mask indoors. Well, just to let you know, if you're wondering, I don't really follow that. I just walk into Safeway without a mask. I walk into Don Quixote, which is like Safeway, or like a supermarket without a mask. I really don't care. I walk throughout the mall without a mask. Even when people, even when the security guards tell me, sir, please, you should wear a mask. And I tell them, Thanks, but no thanks. And I just keep walking and they don't try to stop me. They really don't try to stop me. And maybe it's because I'm bigger than them. I have no idea what it is, but they don't try to stop me or my friends. And some of my friends out there are girls and they don't wear a mask and they don't get hassled either. I think the majority of the people in America, they're pretty much tired of COVID. They want things back to normal. We are accepting of the risk out there. And there has been study after study after study that say masks really don't work. The CDC came out today or yesterday and said that, well, not everyone has to wear a mask. And they said that people who feel are more vulnerable to COVID or I guess who are obese or have some comorbidities, then they say, we recommend you probably wearing masks. People who are unvaccinated, we, we, we probably you know recommend you wearing masks. But to be honest, it doesn't really matter. They're just trying to cover their ass. Why don't we just say that, right? But that's what they said. Now, what, what are they really saying? What is the CDC saying to move on? That's what they're trying to say with political speak, because the CDC is just another political arm of the Democrat Party who is trying to control your life. And let's not forget what the CDC tried to do during COVID, which the Supreme Court did shoot down. They tried to say that people did not have to pay their mortgage. The CDC tried to control, (laughs) I guess, your ability to collect rent from your tenants. 
I can't believe that. I thought they were in charge of health and all of a sudden they're in charge of rent, right? So again, they're just a political arm, a political forearm of a Democratic Party. Now here in Hawaii, what does our governor say? Well, he says he just wants to try to follow the science because he's all about following the science, right? And what what does he come out and say? You know, that... The reason why the state of Hawaii has had such a small amount of, I guess, um, people dying from COVID is primarily because they were wearing masks. Is that true? Can we, can we track any type of data that proves this to be true? Because I would like to know. And if it were true, I mean, <laughs> let's be clear. If it were true, I would be all for wearing masks if it prevented, you know, people from dying. But what do we know? What was the one stat that came out from the Department of Health? Of Because here in Hawaii, um, we are religious mask wearers. I'm one of the 0.03% of people out there who don't wear masks. The majority, of, when you come down here to Hawaii, you will find people outdoors wearing masks, walking their dog alone, driving, the, driving in their car alone with a mask. All right? My stuff, I saw people, I saw a woman swimming with gloves on with a visor on, with a face shield on, and a surgical mask, swimming in the water over there in Magic Island. That's how crazy people are, all right? And that's not a small cross-section. That's the majority of people here in Hawaii. They're just freaking nuts, all right? So when you go into, you when you go indoors and everywhere, they're all masked up. Even when this, this mask mandate would drop, you're going to still see them wearing masks, all right? But here's the funny thing. How many people do you think were infected with COVID who, who still wore masks? 99% of the people out there, you know, wore masks. That means it didn't matter. The majority of people who got Omicron, who got Delta, who got the Alpha version or anything, they all wore masks. That means masks did not work. It didn't make a difference. It did not make a difference whatsoever. You know, if it did make a difference, we would not have any Delta wave. We would not have any Omicron wave. How many of the people who were in the ICU were wearing masks? 99% of them. How many of them who were on ventilators were wearing masks? 99% of them, if not all. So how can the governor come out and say that, well, our death rate from COVID, from COVID is lower because people were wearing masks. And of course, he can't prove it. He's just pushing it out there, pushing out the fake narrative. And here's the really you know, crappy thing right now is that our media, our media, our news reporters don't push back and don't put them on the hot seat. You know, our, our politicians, you know, they don't get any pushback from any of our reporters. And when they're confronted by independent journalists, and, and, and you know, take for, I mean, they're very, these independent journalists are activist journalists, right? And they do confront them, but they ask very good questions. And what do these politicians do? They just run. That's all they do. So right now in Hawaii, we're, we are seeing mask mandates, and I think they're going to hang around to maybe March 25th, because that's when the emergency order um, uh, ends. Why is it going to hang on to March 25th? Because this allows the state of Hawaii to still be still be in a state of emergency. And when we're in a state of emergency, we do still receive federal funds from the from the United States. All right. So that's what we're trying to do. On top of that, on uh, March 5th, I believe our safe 
Oahu Safe Travel Access Plans or something like that will be dropped. That means we could go into uh, uh, restaurants, uh, movies, and and uh, gyms without showing our vaccination card. We can kind of, well, I'm, I wouldn't tear mine up, but then I think we don't have to do it anymore. And uh, that's going to be really, really good. I, we still have to wear a mask, though, which is which is still very much irritating, but at least we don't have to show our vaccine passport because that is a bunch of BS. And Maui has already gotten rid of theirs, but why can't we get rid of ours today? You know, our gov- our, um, our mayor was asked that by an a independent journal- journalist who is also an activist, and he said, we're following the science. Well, that doesn't make any sense because why is it on Maui that they don't have it? Why is it on the entire uh, United States they don't have that? And here, on only on Oahu, the science is different than the, than the science on Maui. And when you go into, the, when you go into the, the, the Navy Exchange, you don't have to wear a mask and you don't have to, um, uh, I guess, show your vaccine passport to eat there. So apparently, when you cross into the parking lot and go into the NEX mall, the Navy Exchange Mall, science is different than when you go to Pro Ridge or Ala Moana Shopping Center because that's the way science is in Hawaii. Now, when you ask the mayor that, he just runs away because he can't explain it. And the truth is they want to keep the safe access program because that's when the federal money runs out on March 5th. And so they can, it's all about the dollars and cents. And I am, when I see cents, it is not S-E-N-S-E. All right. I got that off all on my chest there. That's enough for the A block here. I got to cut the commercial. But when I get back, we are going to talk more about Democrats, more about Ukraine, uh, what's going on there, my opinion on everything there. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. Hope you're still there. Hope you're still doing good. Hope you're still staying sane this whole weekend. Okay, I'm going to turn this music down here. It seems a little positive for what I'm about to talk about too, right? I'm about to talk about war and that's never a good thing. So let's turn this music down. Yeah, you know, I really hate war. I'm sure you do too. Uh, you know, it seems like we've been in a war for our entire lifetime. The only time when our country has not been in a war or, an, or a war has been started in the name of democracy or freedom was under President Donald Trump. Yes, he was the only president who did not start a war. Yes, in, under Obama, we started a war. Under George W. Bush, we did. Under Clinton, we did. <sighs> All the way to George Bush Sr. And now Joe Biden. Joe Biden, by the way, has screwed up foreign affairs so badly in the first year of his entire presidency. It's just almost been almost hilarious when it's not supposed to be hilarious. Let's not forget six or seven months ago, he screwed up Afghanistan and now he's on his way to screwing up Ukraine. And yes, this entire Russian debacle is because 
of the steps of his of the Biden administration. Let's not forget before President Trump. Let's see here. Before President Biden took office, under under the leadership of President Trump, the United States was energy independent and an exporter of energy. That means we had enough energy here, and we were not dependent on OPEC or Russia. We were not enriching the pockets of Russia or OPEC. In fact, OPEC OPEC was so nervous. Saudi Arabia was so nervous. They were thinking about leaving OPEC because oil was going down, down, and down. All right? And especially during COVID, there were, I'm not sure if you remember this, but during COVID, there were oil tankers that had so much oil, they had nowhere they had nowhere to go with it. And uh, President Trump, he was buying oil for pennies on the dollar when this happened. So he filled all of our oil reserves up, our emergency reserves up, and we had more fuel than we knew what, what we had to do with it. So under President Trump, we were energy independent. We were an exporter of energy. We took the power away from Russia. We took the power away from OPEC. And on top of that, with the XL pipeline, that oil would flow directly through Canada, through the United States, because we didn't need that oil. And then it would be then exported to the European countries and also African countries through the Gulf of Mexico, because that's where all the barges are, right? And that would basically, that would solidify North America, Canada, and the United States as being a major player in the energy market over OPEC and Russia. And that was a very good thing. Now, when Joe Biden got back in there, all of a sudden, you know, he's following the religion of climate change out there and fulfilling the, you know, the, the left's, I guess, hatred or, or, or agenda to close down the XL pipeline. Why don't, we, why don't we just phrase it that way? And the first thing he does is that he closes down the XL pipeline. And what does that do? It takes away all of that oil that would have been exported to Europe and also Africa. Now, what happens next? Then he greenlights the pipeline from Russia to Germany. <laughs> it's crazy. So he's doing everything he can to make Putin and Russia richer. How do you like that, right? And then what else does he do? Then he overregulates the oil industry, stops the drilling permits over there in Anwar, and then he gets rid of fracking. And now all of a sudden, we're getting our oil from Russia and our oil from OPEC now. And the United States is now energy dependent on the cartels over in the Middle East and Putin. So this, this fiasco in Ukraine started then. <laughs> now Putin feels very much emboldened. He says, wow, now all of a sudden I can actually control prices now. So what, what happens? Well, inflation starts going up and Americans start getting poorer, right? Europe, they start getting poorer because inflation is a hidden tax. And now he feels very much more powerful. And this little country there in Russia, now Russia is not small in size. It's a pretty big country. But it's when, it, when you try to compare their GDP before, their GDP was maybe the size of France. But because oil is so expensive, it's a lot more. So again, you know, they're, they're, they feel they are operating from a platform of strength. And now they're looking at Biden and they're saying, okay, Biden over there in Afghanistan, he screwed that up. So now Putin is thinking, well, if he screwed that up, if I invade Ukraine, he's not going to do anything. So what happens, right? 
What happens? Now, Putin doesn't want war. The last thing Putin wants is to actually go to war with the United States because I'll be honest with you. I mean, even though under Joe Biden, if the United States were to go to war with Putin, we would wipe the floor with them. The technology we have, our, our armory, our weapons, you know, it, we would kill them. But then a lot of Americans still would die and we would probably start a nuclear war because Russia is a nuclear power. And I tell you what, the soldiers there, they fight much more. They, the soldiers in Russia do not fight wars or skirmishes with both hands tied behind their backs, you know, because lawyers are looking over our, our soldiers. They don't have lawyers and activists looking over the soldiers of Russian soldiers, okay? There's no ACLU lawyer or, um, or uh, I guess, high court that is looking to prosecute soldiers who kill the enemy over there in Russia. Here in America, if you treat, your, if you treat a terrorist bad, you know, you don't give him the proper type of food or treatment, you don't give him a Quran or anything or prayer rug, all of a sudden that soldier can find themselves in the brig and demoted. Okay, so it's very much different. The soldiers in both hemispheres are built differently. The soldiers in Russia are trained to kill. Our soldiers are trained to walk in high heels because we have to be very sensitive to women and also sensitive to all the transgenders. The, the soldiers over there in, in Russia, you know, again, they're, they are, they're submarines. They are built to kill, kill, kill. Our submarines, well, they got rid of torpedoes because they have to have enough women on top inside their inside their submarines. So what happens in order to do that? They had to get rid of some torpedoes and make room for women. All hundred percent true. I'm not even lying about that. That's the difference between both of us there. But even with that being said, our firepower in the United States is much more powerful than Russia. So that's why Russia did not want to go to war. But what happened? What happened? Russia knows for a fact our leaders are very very weak. They're extremely weak. They won't use, you know, extreme firepower like what Donald Trump would do. And on top of that, they also feel that Ukraine is part of Russia. And they on and they also feel that if Ukraine fall, follows on the path that they are following on, and if they become part of NATO, then the United States and other allied countries in NATO can put missiles on Ukraine soil, on Ukrainian soil, and then point them toward Russia. And Putin just doesn't want that. And who would want that? Let's be honest with that. Because, you know, back up, you know, let's, why don't we back up in history? And if you remember the Bay of Pigs, the Cuban Missile Crisis, this is when the USSR pointed missiles toward the United States and used Cuba as a base, as a missile base, right? Their strategic partner, the USSR made it, became, the USSR made a strategic partner with Cuba and then planted their missiles, their Stinger missiles or something, I forgot what it was, and pointed them directly toward the United States. We didn't like it. JFK didn't like that. And that's why he ensued on a blockade on Cuba. We were maybe, <laughs> I heard, I read that we were like maybe a, a, an inch away from, from World War III. Luckily, nothing happened. And uh, uh, JFK was able to defuse that entire situation without going to World War III. I think that's one of his greatest accomplishments. Uh, we have to give him credit for that, even though he's a Democrat. And um, that's what happened. We didn't like it when missiles were right next to us or right in a neighboring country pointed to us. Why would Russia be okay with Ukraine doing the same thing? That's my question. So can't you see it from their point of view? I sure can, right? 
So that's what's happening right now. And that's why, you know, these soldiers here love Putin. And, you know, Putin's a hard ass. And uh, they will die for him. They love him and they will die for him. And they, and they believe in the cause. So who knows what will happen, though? Who knows? I know the Ukrainians are fighting like heck to defend their own country. Now, here's what I don't like about it. I don't like the politicization of this whole war. And right now, I'm seeing the Democrats use this war to point the finger at Donald Trump. Nothing Donald Trump did, <laughs> I guess, contributed to what we, have, what we are experiencing right now over in Ukraine and Russia. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. This, you know, Hillary Clinton came out and said that <laughs> Putin feels more confident to invade uh, Ukraine because of what happened on January 6th. Now, she has no proof of that of happening at all. She's just saying that. Charles Schumer is saying, how dare Donald Trump praise Putin and calling him courageous and calling him a genius. Donald Trump, Donald Trump is not praising Putin. He just called Putin a genius because he said Putin is playing our president and that's genius. It is genius. Biden has to be smarter. The Democrats have to be smarter. What are we doing? We're not doing anything right now. NATO, they're not doing anything right now. I mean, what did they do this past week? Joe Biden installed sanctions onto Russia, right? And they said that these sanctions would deter Russia from invading uh, Ukraine. And that didn't work. And when that didn't work, Joe Biden came out and said that those sanctions were never there to deter Russia from invading. Well, I'm not sure what they were there for then, right? It just doesn't make any sense. Now, my question is that where does everything go from here? Now, I do not, I do not believe that uh, Russia will try to push farther than Ukraine. I think once they, once they conquer the capital of Ukraine and get all of Ukraine, they will get all of Ukraine. That's, that's my prediction. They're just going to say, okay, we're, we're done. And, you know, here's the interesting thing. Uh, I have some wedding couples who were from Ukraine, and a lot of them have said that they wouldn't mind reuniting with Russia. They, they said that because everything is so corrupt over there in Ukraine that, you know, that that's the reason why they left Ukraine. They said Ukraine is not much better than Russia, and under Russia, at least there's a chance that they can get a job and, uh, you know, live a middle-class lifestyle. Versus over there in, uh, in Ukraine, it's very difficult to live a middle-class lifestyle unless, you know, you're doing some kind of backdoor deal. And, and that's not to say that Russia is all on the up and up because they're not. But they're a much better country than Ukraine. Not by much, but, but uh, you know, a little better. Just, why don't we just say a hair better than Ukraine? All right, people, it's getting a little bit late now. I have to get going. Um, I, have a, I have a bike ride I have to get, go, I have to, get going to tomorrow morning. And uh, it's kind of late, so I want to get to bed. And it was great talking to you. Hopefully, we'll see, some, we'll see a different outlook on Sunday or Monday, right? We'll keep Ukraine in our prayers. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you later. All right, everyone, that's it for today. 
I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.